0: Have you ever used superglue? I see a lot of heads nodding. Just recently, and I can say this because she's not here, Michelle broke something at home and she came to me with one of those longing faces and said, could you fix this? And I knew exactly what was needed. Superglue. So I went and got the trusty little tube and opened it up and began to apply it. And some of it ran off, as is often the case, and got onto my fingers. Ever had that? Okay, you know. And I could barely get my fingers apart. Fortunately, I did. So I have use of my fingers, but um, it was a close call. The repair got made. And after a while, the super glue wore off. But you know what I'm talking about, how quickly and strongly that can bond. Now, just hold that image in your mind. These past four Sundays, we've been celebrating our family of faith through a sermon series that has been dealing with stewardship as we have lifted up financial giving, service, diversity, And friendship. And today we are embracing the theme that is central to our common life together, that of worship, gratitude and unity. Worship, gratitude and unity are at the core of our life together as a family of faith. Through worship, we are building a bond with God and with one another. Here again, a portion of Psalm 67, which Skip read for us. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere God. That is a thanksgiving psalm, a worship psalm, and a praise psalm. On this Sunday before Thanksgiving, we encounter here a psalm peppered with praise and gratitude, which is at the heart of worship. So. I don't think this microphone's working, so I don't need to stand behind it, I don't think. Um, What I'd like us to do um, is take a little time to have a conversation. Throughout our stewardship series, um, a few Sundays we invited individuals to make personal affirmations of faith. And for those of you who were here last Sunday, you know we actually did that uh, amongst each other. Rather than a personal word, we did it as kind of a corporate thing, extending our friendship Through the love of Christ to one another, we greeted each other uh, as part of our sermon time. Today, I want to invite you into a conversation with yourself and with God. So how that's going to work is, well, you'll have to figure it out for yourself. Let me be suggestive. My suggestion would be that we take a little time to meditate and reflect on all the things we're grateful for. Do a personal inventory, if you will, of all the things in your life that you are grateful for. Have that conversation with yourself, but ultimately open that conversation up with God to offer your gratitude to God for all the things that you're thankful for. So let's take just a moment, a few moments, to do that quietly and yet together. First, let me say thank you for for doing that and participating. Um, if you're like me, you may have thought initially of of the obvious things, family, friends, health, the basic necessities of life, food and housing, clothing, the things that we take for granted sometimes to remind ourselves of just these basic necessities and how important they are in our lives. But I also was thinking about our worship themes and I was thanking God for all of you and your pledge support and financial giving that helps undermine or I'm not undermine uh, under GERD. <laughs> Michael and I were talking before the service about slips of tongue. So I think it got into the got into the air this morning um, But all the things that undergird the ministries of our church and our financial support helps to do that. Also, a gratitude for being able to serve. And gratitude for our diversity and the richness that's here expressed through this portion of God's family with all our varying gifts and variety. And for our friendship and for our fellowship and the joys that we have in our common life together today for our worship and our gratitude and our unity in Christ all these things and there are many so many other things i'm sure your your minds and your thoughts went to so many things that we can be thankful for gifts that other people share with us through their lives gifts of compassion understanding gifts of empathy when we're down support when we need encouragement, but then also gratitude for our gifts that we can share with others to help out, to share an encouraging word, to make a difference in somebody's life. There is so much for which we can give thanks today, so much for which we can give thanks every day. And when we come to worship, I want to remind us We don't come so much for what we get out of it. Worship is not a consumer commodity. We worship to focus on that which is at the center of all reality. When we offer our thanksgiving and praise to God Almighty, it is God who builds a bond in love. Through worship, God builds a bond with each one of us, and it is through God that our deepest bond with one another is built. When we think of our circle of fellowship, our family of faith, we need to remember that a circle is defined by what? The radii, right? That's what defines a circle, not the points along the circumference. It is the relationship of each point to the center that binds the circle together in harmony, not each point along the circle randomly connected to each other. Unity, which arises out of a common connectedness to God and Jesus Christ at the center, provides the balance and support which comes from diverse gifts and separate, but not separating points of view. So that's part of what defines us as a community of faith. Worship is the concrete bond of unity between all of us as Christians. All persons can find common ground, not through their stages and stations in life, but through their relationship with Christ. It has been well said that at the foot of the cross, the ground is level. No one is better than anybody else. At the foot of the cross, the ground is level. Tennessee Congressman Ed Jones, a number of years ago, once told about the woman from the city who didn't appreciate the time he was spending on the Agriculture Committee. What do we care about agriculture, she fumed. We get our food at the grocery store. I wonder how many young kids know about the source of food. She had forgotten it. At this Thanksgiving season, we dare not forget that the source of our life and that which nourishes with all the blessings we receive. Offering thanks, giving praise and opening ourselves and our hearts to the binding love of God is what worship is all about. One of our late presidents, Theodore Roosevelt, had this to say about worship. On Sunday, he said, go to church. Go to church. Yes, I know all the excuses. I know that one can worship the creator and dedicate oneself to good living in a grove of trees or by a running brook or by the ocean or in one's house just as well as in church. But I also know that as a matter of cold fact, The average person does not thus worship or dedicate him or herself. Go to church. Go to church. And one of the greatest theologians of the last century, Karl Barth, said Christian worship is the most momentous, the most urgent, the most glorious action that can take place in the human life. Could it be that Sunday morning worship is one of the best hours of the week Because it is then that we intentionally join with others to turn our focus to the center and source of our true life's meaning. If you compare worship to all the other things that vie for your attention during the week, then what we do here is merely competing with all those things that entertain and interest you. But... If worship is truly turning your attention to God, it's in another league altogether. It accomplishes that which we know our true selves to be about. We are to honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. The confirmands this year had to memorize the Ten Commandments, and that was an important one, honoring the Sabbath day and keeping it holy. It's the Lord's day, not ours. But I've often heard, and you have too, and maybe you've said it, but Sunday's the only day I can get such and such done. I need to catch up on such and such. I'll see you next Sunday. We've all been there. We've all done it with those kind of excuses. When we worship simply for what we will get out of it, we do not allow God to be Lord of life Rather, we turn God into our servant. But when we worship God with thanksgiving, praise, a contrite spirit and an open heart, God will rebuild us such that we go forth as new people. What we get out of it is what God makes us when we come out of it, which is seldom of our own design. It's as though we are given a new and different wardrobe. To mark our identity. Hear it as Paul so beautifully put it in our Colossians passage that Jim read. In just beforehand, he has just framed the center for us when he wrote, Christ is all and in all. Christ is all and in all. And then in our passage. That's the center you see, Christ is all in all as god's chosen ones, and you've probably heard this some lately because um, this passage sort of defines our church culture, which we've been working on over the last couple of years it's It's a way that guides us in how we 're to be together, how we 're supposed to treat each other in Christian community as god's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, for heaven's sakes, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. You also must forgive, but above all, but above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds, there's that word, binds Everything together in perfect harmony, perfect harmony, building a bond. That's what it's all about. And he goes on to say, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. To which, indeed, you are called in the one body and be thankful, not just at Thanksgiving time, but always. Always be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs to God. He's talking about worship. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This passage of Paul's says so much. Kindness. Compassion, forgiveness, love, which ultimately comes from God and returns to God, such that everything is bound together in harmony. Worship is building a bond in unity with God and with one another, and love, love is the superglue. Love is the superglue, it's the bond that holds. The peace of Christ, giving thanks, letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly, singing songs of praise to God. Is that not our true worship? Is this not a lifetime of building a bond? And so we repeat it and renew it and are renewed by it week after week after week. Celebrating our family of faith with thanksgiving and worship, that's what we're talking about here today. And so I want to close with the words of poet George Herbert. Thou that hast given so much to me, give one thing more, a grateful heart, not thankful when it pleases me as if thy blessings had spare days, but such a heart whose pulse may always be thy praise. Today, we were originally planning to receive new members. But life got in the way. That's not happening today. It'll happen on another Sunday. But I wanted us to think about the times when we do receive new members. Perhaps for those of you who have joined recently, you can think about the time when you joined. But when we do that, we bind ourselves with our new brothers and sisters coming into our family of faith as we seek to faithfully follow our Lord, and we sing, Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. Building a bond. Building a bond. May it be so today. And always. Through Jesus Christ. Our Lord. Amen.